How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports to the Max is on the air. I'm just doing one Sports to the Max this week, and then I'll be 9 to noon for a lot of this week. So let's make the most of it tonight. We can just talk sports. I don't have to worry about anything else, and we will. Let me fix my computer quick here over at my WCCO TV studio. Ah, oh, that should do it. Why do I hate computers? Because many times they don't work. <clears throat> okay, so here's my question for you. The Super Bowl's on yesterday. Most of you don't have much of an interest in either Cincinnati or the Los Angeles Rams. Some do. Some put money on the game to create interest. It's, a, it's an artificial interest, all those things. My question to you is, can you watch a game and enjoy a game without rooting for a team? Can you watch a game and just kick back and not care who wins and still enjoy the game, or do you have to have a good guy and a villain? Do you have to have that as a piece of the the pie for, for it to work for you? I am so content watching games that I don't have a, a, a passing interest in and enjoying them. I, I find sports fascinating. I find strategies fascinating. I find the ebb and flow of it all fascinating. But there are people, I found out yesterday as you're sitting watching these games, that have to, and they're going, oh, Bengals, got to have the Bengals. They didn't think about the Bengals until three weeks ago. You know, they barely know how to pronounce uh, Burroughs' name. Yeah, that's my team. And, and I'm thinking maybe you, know, maybe you gravitate towards one team just for this game. And why not, I guess? But... I don't need that. I don't need a rooting interest to enjoy it. And I sense that I'm in the minority. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Did anybody else sit and watch the game and just try to enjoy it yesterday uh, without rooting for a team? And, and can you go to a game and, 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 and watch a game and go, you know what, I, I can do this. I, I don't care who wins. I just enjoy what I'm seeing and what's in front of me. 651-461-9226. 651 Four six one, nine two two six. Now I found yesterday's game to be fascinating because, and, and this is why I can be so easily entertained. I guess there were so many storylines with it. The game being played in Los Angeles, a little bit of a local flair with with the Vikings eventually becoming the home to Kevin O'Connell as their, um, you know, he's their offensive coordinator, or kind of their offensive coordinator. If you don't call the plays, are you really an offensive coordinator? I don't think so. I mean, you can put game plans together, all those things. Uh, but there's no way you can call plays without being heavily involved in the game plan. And so Sean McVay had to be heavily involved in the game plan. It's just like the Vikings. I mean, Andre Patterson and Adam Zimmer were co-defensive coordinators, which meant they were position coaches, and Mike Zimmer was the defensive coordinator. 
which also meant that they got paid like coordinators, which is the key in a lot of that. You can put it on your resume and you get paid a great deal of money to do it. And all of a sudden it's a seven figure job to be, because technically you, you fit this slot that says coordinator, but many times it means very little. But, but I can watch that game without, without any, um, without, I, I could care less who wins the game. I'm interested in, is Matthew Stafford the man? You know, you'd watch him in Detroit, and, and he had some success against the Vikings. Not a ton, but I always, he looked like one of those quarterbacks where you go, boy, with the right team, he could be pretty good. He's good, but he's still not, he's still Matthew Stafford. I mean, I mean, he threw a couple of picks, and he, he did a couple of things. Uh, he doesn't make that, that big play uh, when things just break down. Now, at the end, you can argue, uh, you know, what he did with Cooper Cup when everybody knew he was going to get the ball to Cooper Cup. I found that just as fascinating. The ball's got to go to Cooper Cup because if we're going to lose this game, we're not going to lose it because we didn't go to our feature piece. And the only feature piece that we got left in this game is Cooper Cup. And you got to figure out a way to get the ball to him. And, and everybody knows you're going to try to get the ball to Cooper Cup. And they got penalties off of that, and they got all kinds of things. In fact, we're going to have Bernie Cooker on later. He's, he's worked in NFL Super Bowl as the head referee, and I'm going to ask him about some of those interference calls, pass interference calls, a uh, call that wasn't made. It should have been offensive pass interference. It went for a 75-yard touchdown against Jalen Ramsey. All that stuff, I guess, you think you understand, and then you don't understand. Um. Because they had, you know, they changed the rules so you could you, you could throw a flag on uh, on pass interference. But then what they did was they just never they never changed the call. So everybody said, "Well, I can't throw a flag. I can't challenge it because I'm going to lose my challenge. So it's stupid for me to challenge it because it's just going to cost me a timeout." So they quit challenging it, and now you're back really to the same thing almost. But anyway, I was fascinated that Cincinnati came in and they had this quick passing deal. Right, they're, they're going to get rid of the ball quickly because their offensive line isn't any good, and, and they were right to do so. Um, their offensive line is terrible, and and that's shame on them. Um, they should be a lot, you know. I, I mean, I bet you they had the worst offensive line in the playoffs of any team, and, and you know, you know, they always say games are won up front. Are they? I mean, you can get to the Super Bowl with, with a below average offensive line. I heard Fran Tarkington say one time that the difference between the best offensive line in the NFL and the worst offensive line is razor thin. It's not what you think, and you can game plan around it. So let's back off a little bit on this. Hey, uh, whoever's got the biggest and the strongest and the fastest up front win. But, But I can watch that, and I can say it's really interesting to see how Cincinnati is going to try to offset what should be a pretty good pass rush from uh, the Rams, uh, with a quick rhythm passing attack. And the fact that they had two weeks, is, is that going to make a big difference? And, and, and for a bit, it looked like it might. Then in the second half, um, they just, I mean, it was, <laughs> they destroyed them. They destroyed the Cincinnati def- offensive line. And, and, and Cincinnati was just held in check. And um, all of a sudden, you know, the game changes. The LA gets some, you know, because they can't convert on third downs and all this. But I find that fascinating. 
the adjustments that were made at halftime by apparently Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, who also interviewed uh, for the Viking job, where he changed something and all of a sudden he's turning guys loose and they're putting and here comes the heat and Joe Burrow's got no time and you know whatever they did. To, to me, that's really an interesting piece to the game. That that they would do that. Then then there was you know there was the missed extra point, and, and you go okay the missed extra point uh, cost them this and does that mean that the next time they score they'll go for two? All these things go through your mind, and it becomes just such a highly interactive and entertaining experience that I don't need the benefit of my team won or lost to enjoy that experience. I just don't. I, I, I can get through that and, and fully appreciate it and, and, and just smile. And, you, you know, you smile for the, um, um, uh, you know, the, when, when you see these guys so emotional. Uh, Michelle Tafoyle interviewing Sam Darnold, and he's breaking down, and you see what it means to him. Um, and, and, and along those lines of broadcasters, I mean, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth are just flawless, man. They're, they're so doggone good, and they make it so easy. To watch the game, it's like they're having this conversation, but they're calling a game and they're getting everything in, and, and you have no idea how difficult that is. Uh, but they do, and 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 they, and they do that, and they just kind of take you down the field effortlessly. And Collinsworth has has some great observations along the way, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, but but they're so good at what they do, and they're so professional at it uh, that that they just you, you you kind of engage with them. And the same with, you know, Kevin Harlan was doing the uh, uh, play-by-play on the uh, radio side with um, uh, Kurt Warner. Same thing. I mean, just that, that sense of excitement and, oh, my gosh. And it, it, I just love that stuff. And, and I don't need a team to win to feel that. I, I, I just like to see good games and drama and, oh, the play clock's at five seconds. Are they going to get it off? And how'd they come up with, my God, on fourth and one, and they're going to get, they, they run a sweep to Cooper Cup? Come, you got to be kidding me. I wonder what they saw in the, uh, in, in the tape during the week that said, when we get to this situation, if it's fourth and one, we're, we're running the jet sweep with Cooper Cup. I, I mean, that kind of stuff just fascinates me. And uh, the chess match part of it, and and all that goes with it, I, I just find it to be, um, uh, wh- whoever invented football didn't know what they were onto because this thing is so good, and the angles are so good, and 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 the ability to interact and second guess is so good that I don't need a rooting interest in anybody to sit and watch that. You know, was he inbounds or not? Did he make the catch or not? And and you're sitting there deciding in your mind as if you have a say in the game. That's that's how good they are taking you into the game without you even knowing that they're taking you into the game. Um, and I didn't even think it was that great a game. I, I mean, it was it was okay, but there were not you know um, there weren't spectacular plays or a spectacular performance. There were there were just a couple pretty good ones, and, and yet it's still so good and so much better because of the nature of the game and the way that it plays than any other sport that we offer on TV. You know, it might not be your favorite sport, but you can't argue it. It is a tell. It is made for a television show, and and they captured it again. And it's never lost. And when, when if I can engage in it for three hours, and get away from life for a minute, and and just focus on the Bengals and the Rams, that's pretty good. That's that, that's a pretty good shot. And it was um, it was fun and engaging, and that's all that I ask. And I don't need my team to win. To accomplish that. When we come back on Saturday, I stopped by the Minneapolis North Hopkins game. 
And uh, after all they've been through on the north side and beyond, uh, I went as a spectator just to watch. And um, it was something. It was something. I'll explain when we come back. Sports to the Max. Welcome back. Bernie Kukar will join us to talk about the refereeing yesterday. Trent Tucker will talk Timberwolves basketball. I was out there today. Um, they um, were not happy with the defense. I don't know what it is. These teams are getting like 70 in the first half all the time. Um, and, and it's it's like, how is this happening? But it's fun to watch. But you go, whoa, something's not you know on both sides. And so Coach Finch wasn't real happy with that, so he dressed it with his team today. And uh, they'll play two in a row tomorrow right here against Charlotte on uh, WCCO Radio. And then Wednesday, uh, they take on Toronto and they take the break. But you'll hear it all right here on WCCO. Yes, you will. Uh, Alan Horton with the call. has a, that, that, that boy's got a fine call. Well, the game in a good grasp of the NBA. It's all right here on WCCO. We're well, not going anywhere else. That's, that's the only thing you need to know. Um, on Saturday, I went out to the Minneapolis North Hopkins boys basketball game. And obviously with what has happened on the north side, it is different. Minneapolis North is like a small town. And um, they're, they're kind of one big family. They're, they're, you know, they, they'll disagree on some things, but they come together on most things. And they, they had this um, game already scheduled on Saturday between Hopkins and Minneapolis North. Now, now, now first of all, that, 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 that's a really good basketball game because um, these are two tradition-rich powers. They've been you know, playing each other for years. Ba- back in the day, probably the best regular season series that I ever saw was when Hopkins used to play Minneapolis Henry when Larry McKenzie was coached at Henry. And Henry was loaded. And Hopkins was loaded. And, and it was, you know, if there were 10 players on the court, eight of them were Division One scholarship players. And and they, they'd play at uh, either place, and it would be just packed. And, I mean, uh, Lawrence McKenzie played, and James Davis played for North. And, uh, 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 excuse me, those are different teams, but um, uh, th- th- there was this period of time when the rivalry was just great. Terry Pettis was playing, and Johnny Gilbert, and over on Hopkins' side, you had Chris Humphreys, and people like that come along. And they would pack the house. And I, I mean, you know, Flip Saunders would be there if it was his night off from coaching the Timberwolves. And uh, I remember the Gophers uh, were playing the next day. And, you know, both the, the coach, the Gopher coach at the time, probably Dan Munson, I think Tommy Amaker from Michigan were there. I mean, it was just a who's who of basketball. And it, I mean, top line talent. Well, a little bit of that on Saturday. Um, not the same. In, ter- in terms of uh, um, high-end talent on both teams, I, 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 North has some good players. Um, Hopkins has Elvis Naji, uh, who had like eight dunks in the game. Um, Willie Wilson's a good player for North. North won the game, and and they won it by you know fairly convincingly at the end by about nine uh, uh, points, I think it was. But of course, the backdrop was uh, Deshaun Hill. Uh, whose life was taken from us last week. And, and, and that's what brought the entire community out there. And um, the Hill family was honored, and they came at about halftime, and they had some seats reserved for them at midcourt, and they came, and, and, and the place gave them a standing ovation. Um, there was a lot of time there where, where you could just see people pondering 
and trying to think about it. everybody's masked up so you don't see the same uh, emotion as you would if they weren't but but every, everybody's masked up but but you could still feel it you know you, you could feel the quietness sometimes and you could feel um, you, you didn't know what it was like to be them and by them I mean the people that grew up and grew up in that neighborhood and live in that neighborhood so you didn't know what that felt like in terms of how how close were they to the incident, or you know, uh, uh, thinking about a time when they were with Deshaun, all those things, but you could feel it, and you could also feel th- th- this this spot, these cross streets. Um, I, this isn't far from. This is on the north side, and I'm thinking to myself, these kids. That got Deshaun, their buddy, are going to drive by those cross streets for a long, long time, maybe the rest of their lives, and every time they do, they're going to think about Deshaun. Every time they do, they're going to think about Deshaun. I mean, think about that. I mean, I mean, I mean, the impact of this isn't just an incident and a person. It it is so much more. Cerebral and so much it t- requires so much more maturity to process than that. And I think to myself, that's one of the things that I learned during the, the George Floyd riots and everything else is when you go to some of these schools from their place that they live to the school, they drive by these signature spots every day. And, and, and it becomes such a piece of their DNA because they see, you know, a store with bars on it. They see a street corner where somebody was shot that they know. I don't know that people understand that. I don't know that people think about that. I don't know that people realize how many times these things get relived or how many, how many visual impacts there are that, that, that bring people down because of what they see. And then somebody else pointed out to me at the game, they said, and and remember this, they said, not only are they going to drive by that intersection and think about their buddy, but there's a spot there for revenge. Because at least as of right now and then, whoever did it hasn't been caught. And you have to really guard against and counsel and teach and work with these young people and allowing there to be a sense of justice or a sense of pursuit from the police department and detectives and everybody else. But you have to make sure that you're watching carefully to make sure that none of these students take it into their own hands and say, I'm going to figure this out and I'll show you. Now think about that. I don't know where you grew up, but where I grew up, I don't ever remember a consideration like that. I don't ever remember having to think about this is where, you know, one of my friends got shot. Um, and we haven't found that person yet, but, but by golly, we will. Um, all of that stuff is still being processed on the north side. All of that stuff is still being processed. And, and to try to do that in some sense, some healthy way, is challenging for all of us. 
But think about the kids over there. Now, the game itself was really good. The game itself was really good. I mean, these are two teams. You you watch two good Minnesota basketball teams play, and the first thing you notice is how well they play defense. I mean, they get after it. And both these both these teams really well coached defensively in, in terms of their stance, in terms of how they switch up, in terms of all those things. They just know how to get after it, and they and they know how to play, and they and they know you know when they when there's a a ball screen, they know how to give it up and when to switch and all. They're just well coached, and they're fighting for inches because you don't get a lot of good looks in these games. Uh, it, it, it's not like you come down and say I'm going to go one on one and 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 figure out a way to get it. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You got to earn everything that you get, and it ain't easy. And so it, it it reminded me how good uh, Minnesota high school basketball is when it's played from the top teams. And you know Hopkins has a, a, an eighth grader that's just outstanding. I mean, you know, eighth grade. Uh, North has a couple of young players too, but it was it was it, the best part was the game was so good that people were able to take their minds off of what was happening on the north side. Uh, for a few minutes and, and just watch the game. And, and, and that's what kind of made the day better. But I mean to tell you, I um, I feel for the folks, man, because th- there are people that are processing a whole lot, and on top of that, they still don't know who, who did it. And um, that will only bring a little bit of justice. Whew, that's too heavy a stuff, folks. But I'm glad I was there, and uh, it was really fun to sit and, and, and see how the people on the north side and beyond uh, came out to support the family. When we come back, the Super Bowl. What happened in those last couple of minutes? Well, when, when did you decide to make these calls? We'll ask a guy who's been in that very position making the calls in the Super Bowl when we come back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.